Hail and hello, everyone. Welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, a Midgard Musings production. Join me, Jesse, your host, as we discuss random heathen-related topics and various other things in an attempt to find where, if any, heathen worldviews can be applied. You can support this podcast by clicking on the Linktree link in the description or show notes. You can also follow me on all of my social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and become a patron on Patreon. Join me every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many. If you wish to have your voice heard on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, you can dial in to 615-671-9832. Thank you all once again for listening to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. Enjoy and hail to you all. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, folks. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome to September. Um, it is the first day of September at the time that this podcast is being aired. <clears throat> um, I'm actually recording this off cycle um, because of my guest today. Very excited to finally be able to reveal um, who I have on uh, the, the show today and and, uh, and all that. Yeah, so you're going to have to <clears throat> forgive me for feeling a little bit off right now um i know for you guys watching it's not gonna really feel much like that but for me it is because it is um a saturday morning well yeah it's a saturday morning still here for me um and for my guest it is a saturday evening um so um i have to adjust um i had to adjust my uh recording schedule for uh, my guest today, um, which we will be uh, welcoming him in in just a moment. Um, but now that we are in September, uh, I do just want to remind everybody that there is a meetup coming to the Middle Tennessee area in the um, Barfield Crescent Park in Murfreesboro, Tennessee on Saturday, September 17th. Um, there is a Facebook event page for this. It's going to be annotated, linked um, down in the description or show notes, wherever you catch all that information from um so be sure to check that out and if you're in the vicinity and want to come out and it is a potluck style um, park moot um, so we are asking for attendees to bring an item of food um, to share with the folks who who come i'm still debating on what i'm going to be bringing i've, I've heard that there's going to be uh, chili. I've heard that there's going to be maybe some like slider sandwiches. Um, you know, so any kind of like picnic, you know, cookout kind of side. You know, whether you want to bring like a a coleslaw or a salad or 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 a, um, what do you call those things? A charcuterie, right? Which is just a fancy name for you know meat and cheese and vegetable or fruit tray. Um, I'm probably going to bring be uh be bringing some chicken um so yeah it's going to be again in uh the barfield crescent park on saturday september 17th um we're expecting to get 
quite a big turnout. You know, um, there's people coming from different parts of the state of Tennessee, as well as from out of state. I believe we are expecting some people from northern Alabama. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Um, I actually have a friend coming all the way from Missouri to spend the weekend with me, and he is going to be, of course, uh, joining us there as well. So um, for everybody that's looking to get together with, uh, you know, like-minded heathens, pagans, I know we are um, going to be talking about the Hrafenkill saga. So if you go to the uh, event page, um, that's linked and, and and stuff. You'll you'll find a uh, a PDF, uh, you know, so an electronic version of that. I know in today's day and age, we're all very uh, keen on the digital versions of things. So you have the electronic document and PDF form that's linked um, in the event group or the event page. So if you're wanting to brush yourself up on the Kill saga you can read it there's also um, going to be a podcast linked about the the saga as well so if you're the type of person that just likes to sit back listen you got that so tons of options um and another thing too about um kind of going off track i mentioned to you guys i'm uh, recording here on a saturday normally i record on a monday um but because of uh, my guests time difference i'm i'm adjusting um, I'm also just like a little bit foggy in the head, um, because, uh, lesson learned, um, my wife, uh, loves to, uh, uh, well, she doesn't love to watch, but well, she does. She, she loves Jason Aldean and, and watching him perform, <laughs> um, she can watch him live perform, but like, she's got these like live DVDs. Um, don't ever get into a drinking uh event with my wife while she's watching jason aldean <laughs> put it that way um it was a hell of a fun time but boy oh boy um i'm feeling a little bit foggy in the brain from that event last night so i've got some things to help settle my stomach today uh yeah all right <clears throat> so now that we've got all of the housekeeping stuff you guys be sure please um, don't forget that um, during this time, we are running a, uh, a fundraising campaign for uh, my heathen brother who has been on this podcast n- a number of times. It's uh, Dingo. You guys uh, should be aware and know of him by now. And um, if not, check my back catalog for episodes that feature Dingo. Um, but he is my one of my best friends uh, in the world. He is my heathen brother, tri- my tribesman, my, my, my gothi. He's just going through a hard time, and we're trying to help him with some um, financial aid. And I wanted to open this up to the larger pagan community. So there is a Ko-Fi link uh, in the Linktree link that's posted in all of my videos and all of my podcasts. Um, But today and and through till the next couple of months, so from now until like November, um, we are um, looking to raise some funds for him. And we have a goal set at $500. We're about at the least the time of this recording where, you know, in the 40 percentish range, 43%, I think was the last time I checked. So by the time this airs, it could be more, but check the Ko-Fi link specifically. Um, I'll have that annotated uh, separately. So that way you're not having to scroll through all of my Linktree links, uh, but it is in the Linktree link. So if you see something that says buy me a coffee, then that's the one, but uh, it'll be uh, annotated separately as well. Um, and for the price of a cup of coffee is what it, you know, that's why they call it Ko-Fi. So for the price of a cup of coffee, you can um, help out Dingo. So check all that out. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> today, let's 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 get into our guest uh, speaker and our guest um, attendee today. So this fella is all the way out in um, the United Kingdom. Uh, so as far as I can recall, this is my first guest from the UK. I've had um, folks on the channel um, from like Norway and, and, and other places of the world. I've had guests in, from Australia and all over the United States. But this is, to my recollection, the first guest on this uh, podcast and on the channel from the United Kingdom. And he is a wood carver. He carves um, god poles 
of various uh, sizes and, and, and styles, but he does. He has a very unique style um, and his aesthetic is, is incredible, like how he envisions the gods um, and, and brings them to life through wood carving. Um, his name is Chris. His company is called Gungnir Godpoles. Um, and I'm very excited to, to welcome him in today to talk about um, you know, all kinds of things, you know, carving the gods, his background and history within heathenry, how heathenry in the UK, um, you know, I would, I would love to talk to somebody who's actually a, a practicing pagan in the United Kingdom versus practicing pagans and people I know here in the United States and what the differences or similarities with that might be. And just, I don't know, just get to talking about um, wherever our ramblings uh, t- lead us. So for the first time, on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, would like you all to please welcome in Chris from Gungnir Godbowls. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. Chris from uh, Gungnir Godposts for the very first time. Harold, welcome, sir. Oh, thanks for having us, Jess. Yeah. Uh, I was telling the audience a little bit before, you know, I do like a intro um to the show and i'm lighting my incense right now because this is kind of like a a little custom here but i was telling everybody that um you're my first guest from the uk and um how excited that is or excited i am to to host you here um and i love your setup man like i've seen i've seen your um videos and 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 this this space that you're in right now um this is this serves as like your your chill zone but also uh you work here too right like this is kind of like your your office yeah, as it were i tend to work just outside it just because i saw us and stuff and stuff like that but you know this this space it's got it's kind of everything to us you know it is it's that chill time i'll, I'll have breakfast here in the morning um i'll chill here on my own in the evening but the family get together here too and we have friends over and we sit around the fire with drinks and stuff um it kind of serves all purposes but what's interesting is that anyone who comes here says as soon as they come in here it feels different without knowing anything about the stuff so this place has mm. got a, a different feel and they like it it's a comfortable feel you know yeah um, it's yeah it, it's been a, a labor of love it's you know it, it's it's first sort of um incarnation was probably about 10 years ago it was a like a metal structure that got blown over in about six different storms and stuck back together and now it's, it's something a bit sturdier now and, uh, and hopefully sort of here to One. stay but yeah definitely a great little space to have yeah, it does. It looks and, and that's funny how you say um, or interesting, rather, how you say uh, when people come into that space, they whether or not they um, maybe know about your, you know, religious practices, paganism, anything like that. They just it feels welcoming and it feels different yeah. when you step into that space. And I've um, I, I have a similar thing to to compare to that or, or I can relate to that because um, over here, um, my 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 group of of tribesmen right like my nearest and dearest people who i practice heathenry with uh we have a a a space um on it's uh like i said one of my friends his parents property has uh our our vey or our our uh, grove at one point in time they called it the woodland cathedral um and it's a huge encounter or or encirclement you know like a it's 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 a rock enclosure you know so it's it's a it's a round circle space but people that have come there in the past who aren't even pagan um, step there and they, 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 they immediately feel just the different, I don't know, energy and, yeah. and just feeling around it. And with as much work as you do near and around that space and how you, you know, venerate or practice, uh, it's, it's no wonder to me, you know, it's no surprise to me that it can be felt by others. Yeah, it's, it is. It's interesting, and I think there are those places in, in nature that they do just feel different, don't they? Not just to us who are kind of in tune with those places, but just just to most people can feel. Um, and I, I think that's that's how a lot of sacred spaces evolve. You know, our ancestors just knew mm-hmm. <laughs> they had that feeling mm-hmm. that. I mean, look at yeah, Stonehenge. They dragged those stones for hundreds of miles to put them there. You know, there was a reason why they did it. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, some places are just just special, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, well, I would love to continue to talk more about that, but I do want to let people know or, or give some people that have maybe never heard of you or or know what it is you do. So, Gungnir Godposts, this is your um, wood carving venture, right? Your wood carving 
business. This is what you do to to yeah, yeah, bring that, life to the gods. At, at the moment, it's it's a um, it, it's a hobby and it's a passion rather than a business. The the long term goal is to make it a business. Um, I do it alongside a full time job and parenting and, and everything else. Um, and I'm kind of in a, a position now where I've been at it for nine years now this year. Um, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's a great position to be in that my demand far outstrips my capacity to create at the moment. Um, I live in an expensive part of the world and having done a little bit of maths, it's just not quite there yet where mm. we, we could live comfortably off it without it becoming a pressure. And I never wanted to become a pressure. It's something that I love doing. I, I do it to relax and, and to unwind, you know. I never want to be doing it because I've got bills to pay. So, yeah. you know, um, you know the, the the business side of it is coming but I, i'm in no rush for that at the moment okay so how long so you say nine years now so nearly a decade you've been carving yeah it's it's incredible to think really uh how fast that time has gone but also it feels like i've been doing it my whole life as well <laughs> you know? uh, and just how many pieces i've done in that time i mean um i, I never set out to do it i always used to just for fun i, w- I would draw and i would paint um, mythological characters and eventually the characters I was drawing started to take on this kind of chiseled blocky effect and I was looking at them and thinking that might look quite cool in 3D you know mm. um, and one day I was just clearing out our garden shed in our old place and I just found this small piece of timber just an offcut of, of timber and I just looked at it and I just thought I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go I'm going to try with that piece of timber so I just took a just a basic knife and I sat down I worked away uh, a, a little thaw over three or four days. Um, and it turned out pretty good, you know. Um, I was really pleased with it. And I posted a few pictures on Facebook. And some of my friends said, wow, that's really cool. Could you do me one? I said, sure, I'll do you one. And they posted pictures on Facebook. And then their friends started messaging me. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it became a thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. And now I've done hundreds um, and sent them all over the world. And it's it's grown into something I never um, intended it to um, or, or anticipated that it would, but it's, it's been an incredible journey. Um, and I love it more than, than anything I've, I've ever done. You know, um, the friendships you make, you know, the contacts you have with people, um, just hearing what I create means to people is, you know, yeah. it, it's really humbling sometimes and quite hard to believe that, you know, because <laughs> I like, create these things that I like but to know that other people like and feel the energy from them as well yeah um, is um is is really it's quite it's rewarding quite isn't it? It, it 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 is it's you know it, I can't think of anything more fulfilling than that um recently um I visited a friend of mine he's not heathen he's not pagan he knows nothing about it um we were doing a bit of work together and I took him a little Odin um pendant that I made um and he unwrapped it and held it in his hand and he sat down and he started to cry mm. and he said I'm so embarrassed um, but at the same time I, I, I don't know what it is but this is it's just done something to me there's something in it there's something I can feel from it and it's to see that firsthand it's always lovely to get messages from people when they say when they unwrap it and they feel it in their hands and feel it but to see that firsthand see somebody you yeah. know um, experience what I put into it it's you know, oh yeah there is there is nothing more fulfilling than that and somebody who knows nothing about it you know who's uh, only ever seen Odin and the Marvel film yeah um you know to to feel that was right. that was that was really quite sort of eye yeah really I mean special. yeah definitely I think that um you know so I I have some um uh god posts or god polls whatever you want to call them um representations of the gods that uh, that a friend of mine here in the states you know he carves as well and it's really i I love seeing how different um craftsmen craftspeople um envision the gods and how they 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 bring an inanimate object like wood or stone or whatever um and how they give that item a a personality a, a, a an aesthetic you know um, and the differences between maybe you and 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 uh, other people that that craft, you know, it's th- they're all beautiful in their own way. Like they're all unique, and that's what I think is so great about um, working with folks who do this with their hands. Because 
you know, you could go to, you know, uh, an online store or, or, or get something that is like literally a casted mold of, 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 of a figure, you know what I mean? Like a, a statue or whatever. And there's literally hundreds or thousands of them being produced. And they're so, you know, nothing against people that want to get that if it speaks to them. Right. Um, but I'm like, well, you got something that, you know, 500 other people across the world have, what, where's the, you know, the, the art, the, the Odin or the Thor or whatever that you carve today, um, it's not going to be exactly the same as the one that you carve tomorrow. And it's not the same as exactly as the one that you carved last week. Like there's, there's different unique. Exactly. No, no two are ever the same. I, you know, I, I don't think you, you can be handmade for something like that. And like you said, I love seeing other people's work as well. You know, I, I don't ever want to be the guy who carves God most. I love seeing other people's work. Um, the thing that bugs, bugs me, and it does really bug me, is when I see people copy my stuff. Um, mm. There's a few who have had some, some words from me about that. Um, because I think they say, you know, oh, you know, it was out of respect. So, you know, I thought it was flattered. It's not respectful, it's disrespectful. Um, you know, be unique so, yourself, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. do something uh, of your I, I, own vision. Yeah, exactly that. You know, my, my style is not an emulation of anyone else. It's something that comes from my relationship with the gods that's developed and it's evolved over many years. So when I see someone do a direct copy of one of my pieces, that's actually quite offensive. Um, not only yeah. to me, but the whole process and what it means. Um, so I tend to be quite diplomatically... Um, I don't know, it's probably a little bit hostile about that. And just yeah. let people know that it's it's not acceptable and whatever spirit it was meant in. Um, yeah, and you need to reconsider that. I get yeah, where you're yeah. coming from. I get yeah. I definitely get where you're coming from. And most people are fine about that and say, look, sorry, I didn't mean it that way. And I can see now why you might be upset. Yeah. Uh, and they'll do it again. You know, I've had a couple of issues with a couple of people who've persisted. You know. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing too is like when <laughs> Yeah. Well, the other thing too is, is when, when you carve the way you carve and when like, for instance, you know, my, my God post here that I have, um, uh, Odin's beard woodworking is the name of the, of the company that I got my stuff from and Matt carves these or, or has carved all of my, um, idols or, or, or God poles, you know, the energy, uh, the spirit behind what you do. It's, it's, it's not just a physical item anymore. The you're bringing something to life and part of your life is being, imbued into that object so the spirit behind it i think that's what i think that's part of what people are feeling when like you say your friend who's not pagan and doesn't understand or follow anything that maybe we understand or follow still feels something it's because they're your friend they're yeah. somebody who connects with you and 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 that connection is is alive inside of this otherwise inanimate object and you can't again you can't recreate that by you know copying from somebody else or 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 yeah, yeah, doing it I, exactly I, I, the same way. Yeah, I, I think you're you're absolutely right. I think any, any um, human energy and creativity that, that that goes into something has a resonance that other people feel. You know. Yeah. Um, and like I said, when it is, a, it's a soulless copy. I've seen something. It, it's not there. It's, it, it's yeah. Where do you get your material? Like, do you source your wood from? the like the land or like what's the process like for you to to procure the the materials so, to carve? Um, a, a mix really i live near some woodland that is very actively forested by a volunteer group um to, to keep it um healthy and in good order so there's always freshly cut wood around there um, lots of hazel or thorn ash yeah um, i have a willow tree growing in my garden which is always a good chop every couple of years so i generally have a part of willow logs sat here and um for, for a fair few pieces, um, I will shop locally, um, ethically um, sourced um, sort of pine, um, just from you know local hardwares and stores and stuff. I always make sure that it's you know it's environmentally sound and, and mm -hmm. ethical stuff. So yeah, a bit of a mix, really. What's your favorite, if you have one, material to to work with? If you had like if you had to pick, like oh, I, I really like carving, you know, ash or elm or willow or whatever. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do really like willow, actually. Um, I think partly because we've now got this family connection with it. We've lived in that room now for four years and the tree is sort of a part of our family. Um, <clears throat> and it's, you know, it's soft wood, but it's it's not so soft like 
birch is like butter you know you just yeah you just rip it away yeah you sneeze uh, on it and it creates a, a an <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut yeah, into yeah. It, yeah. But willow's got got a bit more resistance to it than that but mm -hmm. at the same time it, it's a really you can get some really nice smooth flowing lines and, and the feed the feedback you get from it the, you know the resistance the feel of the you know the, the timber pushing back into the blade and, and into your forearm it's it, it's hard to explain you can't do it but it's 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 just a nice experience you know mm. so i've never carved like god poles whatever but I, I i have dabbled in working with uh making rune sets uh um, part of what helps support like the channel and and different things you know i can make a rune set for somebody and you know it's it's that gift exchange you know you know for for this you're, you're helping me out um and like similarly with you in the willow um there's a a, a maple tree that is uh has been here in our yard uh ever since my wife and i have lived here um and well before then um and throughout the years you know it's needed to be trimmed because it grows invasively to touch like the roof of our of our of our home and you know you gotta you gotta take care of your yard and part of that is hey man you know you're being a little you're getting all up in my space here we got to cut a few limbs down and, and again tr take care of it and some of those limbs that have um you know been uh removed for the sake of the health of the tree and of our yard uh have been crafted into my own rune sets and other um rune sets and uh yeah i, I think that whole connection with the spirit of the land that is that exists in these living beings because the trees are alive the you know the the air the, the ground everything it's 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 a it's a wonderfully bonding experience you know yeah i, I completely agree yeah uh, it's, it's something that's that you've got a personal relationship with you know it's, it's, it's a part of your life isn't it yeah yeah i've also seen um some of your posts where you are do you carve driftwood also like do you yeah, yeah I, I love driftwood i think ran is probably my favorite goddess of all of it. i've always loved the sea i live about an hour from the sea i'm sorry i'm getting choked up i smoke it now um i live about an hour from from the coast um but, but you know i just love to to visit the sea it just brings an instant um just sense of mm. calm and, and well-being um I just yeah. literally feel myself go still inside whenever whenever i feel the sea is you know it's, it's, it's something that's quite hard to explain but it's a really special relationship that I have, uh, and so I, I particularly love her. And whenever I go, I try and pick up some bricks with her. It's a completely different thing. Driftwood, um, depending on how long it's been in the sea and what kind of wood it is, you, you get something completely. Some is so soft and fragile, and some is you know as hard as concrete. Yeah, <laughs> right. Almost petrified um, in a way. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That um, I love this. I, I love this thinking about like driftwood in a way because again, you don't know what kind of wood it is. You don't know the origin of it, but it is something of yeah. its of its own. Like there is nothing else that can like you can't go to the forest and find driftwood. No, you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's been made into driftwood through time and 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 ordeal right because of the of the tides and and the experience of the of the the coastal waters and and all that stuff it is it, it becomes something different than what it originally was that's, before that's right that's what i love about it. it it's got a story it's got its own life already it's you know you know, you know where it's been where it's come from you know yeah um, before i even do anything with it so it's it's already got some magic in it you know yeah uh, I love I love making uh, rune sets out of driftwood. Um, it's it's one of the probably more popular materials that 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 um, clients request me because uh, you know uh, I'll either source birch or 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 uh, or, or driftwood because they're they're readily available in the market, you know. And um, so they love how the feel and the look of 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 driftwood turns out after I finish making them and it's one of i enjoy working with it it's a it's a pleasant experience yeah 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 i, I love driftwood um and my my own um brand, um she still every time it rains um she weeps sea salt um so wow. she there's sort of like sort of white sort of powders or sort of forms on her every time it rains it's it's so deeply ingrained in the wood i mean i made her three years ago now and when wow. it rains it brings out more sea salt 
Oh, wow. Amazing. That's incredible. How ingrained it is into the, to the material, yeah. like yeah. after all, all this time, huh? Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm, you know, where I'm originally from, of course I'm in Tennessee now, which is a landlocked state. So if I want to go to the coast, I'm having to drive eight hours in any direction just to get there, but I'm from the East coast of, of the United States. So I'm from New York and I grew up near the ocean. I was again, less than an hour from the Atlantic coast. And I was 10 minutes away from a salted body of water that separates the North shore to the state of Connecticut. So the long Island sound, I grew up in those waters too. And it's always, uh, I yearn for it a lot. Like I miss it. Um, I, I've become very close to the, um, inland bodies of water. So the streams, the rivers, the freshwater, marshes um I, I feel very close in those aspects when i'm when i'm there it feels like i'm home but i i do i miss the coast because it, it does it, it it carries its own life and it carries its own energy and it's a different energy than the mountains energy or the 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 rivers and the the valleys it's it's different kind of personality i guess yeah, you you're, you're right it, it it absolutely is um yeah it, it, exactly that um the landscape around here is very rural um just down the road from me there's there's a village called thursley which literally translates to, to thor's lee yeah um, the village sign is it's a green circle and it's got thor on it holding his hammer uh within within the oh. village um there are it's you know it's really cool that these things still live on in you know everything our country's been through that you know the, the gods are still here um within the village there are three huge mounds of earth uh, and the third one is um it's kind of red and it's made of iron stone and covered in heather scrub and surrounded by pine trees etc and they're called the devil's jumps mm. and the, the, the local story is that thor pursued the devil probably located originally but around the time of christianization i think a lot of these stories got adapted uh, pursued him across the landscape and swung his hammer at him three times three times the devil jumped and the hammer missed and every time it struck the ground it created one of these mounds of the earth um and um it goes back to what you were saying about this is what i was getting to uh personality of the landscape you you go and stand on top of that it's called the stony jump um and it just just embodies thought mm. about it. it it's red it's rock it's, it's iron <laughs> yeah yeah that is a great uh, okay so that i mean that's great i love the 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 local uh the folklore and 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 the story you're not going to find that in a book at least i don't know of a book that i would ever maybe you know english folklore or saxon folklore i i don't know where i would ever find that that is great and that was another thing that i was um wanting to maybe uh pick your brain a, a bit about is how alive is heathenry in the uk versus here like in the states now comparatively speaking i mean we i think globally we we are aware of a rising interest uh, or an insurgence rather maybe of like the interest to to pursue paganism across different cultures but germanic heathenry like germanic paganism which of course has its roots in um you know you're in your part of the world um and and north further north of course but it's it it, it made its way there and and clearly you know there there are places that still have um nods to the old gods like thirstly i mean it, that's literally a name place of, of thor we see that in other countries and other places as well even up further north in like scandinavia and yeah. uh so so how 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 present aside from that i mean how has been how has it been uh in in like the united kingdom with uh active heathens like are there groups in your area that people gather and do things together with a, yeah. i don't know events whatever that there, there are so there, there, there's a group here called called uh auk asia tree uk who um kind of on a mission to create a, 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 like a, a national network and have hearts in sort of every <clears throat> area in the country um I'll be honest, you know, um, for, that's not my thing. Um, I think what, the, what they're doing is great. It builds networks for people who are on their own and want to be with other like-minded people. That's brilliant. For me personally, it's, it's not my thing. Um, I'm more about my relationship with the land and with nature than mm -hmm. I am about with other people. I've been to a couple of big sort of ritual setups and it just, 
I just felt nothing. It, it just wasn't there for me where I can go and sit under a tree and I'm completely in the right place, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but but to get back to your question, yeah, it's 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 fairly active here. I think you know it's it's far from mainstream. I would say still, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's certainly becoming more common. Uh, and for good or bad, I think things like the Vikings TV show kind of brought it to the mainstream and so on to the fore and got people thinking about it. Um, and you see a lot of people walking around now with the haircut and Thor's hammer on. You wonder you know, <laughs> how yeah. serious about it or whether it's a, it's a fashion statement and then it'll be gone with the next one I, I don't know but it's it's certainly put it into people's minds you know and again yeah. you know the movies you know stories of Thor and all that kind of thing it's you know, I was talking to a guy a little while ago and that was his introduction to Thor and Loki and people like that and he then went and picked up a book and realised that there's much more to it than Marvel you know and started to see some right. symbolism and what that represented and and understand the whole sort of heritage and culture that, that he didn't really know about before because it's not widely taught in our schools, you know. Um, that, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I think, you know, I was like uh, my introduction to, and I would love to hear yours too, because I mean, I, I haven't always been pagan. I, I was raised in Christianity. And, um, but I always, like, I remember, I think probably the first time where like the seed was planted, I don't remember how old exactly I was. Um, but I was probably like a teenager, a young teenager. And uh, I went to, and this is, I was still in this, I was still in New York and I went to a Renaissance fair or Renaissance festival, you know, so everybody's dressed in period clothing and and there's different types of characters and stuff roaming around. And I, and I found my way to, um, an area that had a very strong, you know, like Viking aesthetic and, um, I was talking to, you know, they had axes and shields and, and that, that sort of thing. And I was talking to the vendor um, about just, you know, family heritage, you know, and I'm, I'm saying, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, interested about my, my, my family's uh, heritage on my dad's side, because it's mostly German and Dutch and there's other things, but it's, it's predominantly German and Dutch. And he said, well, then you've got Viking in you at, at some point because of how widespread the, the people went, at, you know, between the raids and everything. It's you know they were they were all over the place. So if you if if you've got uh, ancestry in in and you're German and Dutch, you know, then and you're then you've got Viking blood in you or whatever. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then fast forward to you know maybe about seven years ago, I was at a point in my life where I was really not into Christianity anymore. I had a lot of doubts and questions and just things didn't feel right. And uh you know, I, I, you know, of course the Vikings thing came out and I was like, oh, well, maybe I should look at that more and see. Cause I remember that one time where that guy said, you know, I uh, had Viking blood or Viking ancestors and come to find out what, what that really means. And and that the Vikings were, you know, it was an age, it was, a, it was a time period in time. It was, and it's largely used to, to, to describe the North, you know, Northern Europe and, and the, the Germanic people, but it's, you know, there was, it was an occupation. It was, a, it was a, a thing to do. It wasn't, you know, you weren't, viking because you were born when you were viking because you did the thing to that classified you as such you went raiding you did all that uh crazy stuff so i learned more about that and um yeah so i mean that like it it is it's interesting to 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 hear people's stories of of origin and be like yeah it might have been the tv show might have been a movie might have been a conversation and then that's the seed that planted their the tree that grows into their path so what was your yeah, what was, what was your background? <laughs> it, it's always interesting to hear that story from people, and everyone's story is different. You know, it's, it, it's great. I mean, mine it started probably um, thirty years ago, um, but I think I was always pagan. But before that, even I would always just feel something different in the woods around trees than I would when I was in the street or in, you know the, the city, um, and, and I, I could never quite put a name to it or, or any sort of significance to it. Um, I got into my teens, 17, 18, and, and I think around the time of life, you start to question a lot, Benji. Um, and I started to think about, um, you know, my origins, my belonging, but not just my own, the story, you know, the story of the land and the people and, you know, um, religion and philosophy and things like that. And everything we were taught in school was about Christianity, the history of Christianity. Well, that's only a, a thousand years old in this country. So, mm. 
what happened before that? There's a lot of history that we haven't really been told very much about. So like the internet wasn't around then, <laughs> you know, um, you had to go to a library and read books. Um, so that, that's what I did. And I started to read and find out about you know, the Celts and the Saxons and um, the Vikings, etc. And I bought a couple of books on, on mythology, Celtic and Vikings, Vikings, they're most relevant to, to the British Isles, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly with the Norse and the Saxon stuff, it just started to click with me a bit more. So I think that's, that's what I feel under that tree. That's that yew tree, that, that cool, dark, quiet, it's, that, that's Odin. It's like a foreboding sort of presence there and a massive tower. And like, well, that's, that's Thor, the oak tree, you know. Um, and I started to see that the stories weren't just stories, that they were representations of things in nature and the cycles of nature mm. and how people could use them to live by. Um, you know, the, the death of Bowder, etc. You know, the dying of the sun, the coming of the winter. It's time to, you know, harvest and sort of buckle down for winter because it's coming. It's going to be a hard time. Um, right. And um, so it just really resonated with me there that that was the, the, the right path, certainly for me, and that everything I've ever felt in, in nature was that essentially what people have felt for. Right. I think. Um, so, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I, I I I noticed the thing when you said you know, I think I've always been pagan, and then I, you you made an, a a statement that kind of stuck out. You know, didn't really know what to call it. Um, and that's a really interesting thing because, uh, uh, the people that were pagan at the time they didn't have a name for what they were. They just were what they were. Right? They weren't heathens that was some that was a name that was given to them by the christians you know they 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 were called pagans they were called this by the christians because that they weren't christian you know they weren't the thing that that everybody else was so uh and and growing up myself you know thinking back on it like yeah sure i was uh i was raised as a as uh as a christian and and learned christian worldviews and doctrines and that sort of thing um but i was i was always you know, I, I, I've talked about this plenty of times. Like I didn't, as a kid growing up, like I didn't want to go play video games. I didn't want to stay inside. I wanted to be outside. I want to go into the woods. I wanted to go play in the, in the, you know, in the rivers or the, or the sea or, or whatever. I wanted to be out in, in, in nature. And uh, I, so I think maybe, you know, whether I knew it or not at the time, but thinking back on it now, it was, it's always been a part of me. It's always been there kind of dormant and, and, and living in, in a way that I just didn't know what to call her or didn't call myself that at the time. Yeah. And, and like you said, it, it didn't have a name. It's just what people did all over the world. Um, yeah, I think that the similarities in the stories are, are fascinating from Norse to you know, Native American to ancient Greek. You know, there are sky fathers and earth mothers and gods <laughs> of war and death, you know, all these Things and uh, you know, you know, I, I think they were originated from the, the sort of seat of mankind, you know. And as people have migrated, these stories have gone and evolved with them, mm-hmm. and taken on the characteristics of their their landscapes. And the gods have developed and evolved and become their own names and personalities that mm. that relate to that landscape. Yeah, and I interest, you know, I think it's uh the the, the similarities across cultures. It's you know who you know the the north would, would call you know odin you know the the people south would would call woden you know what i mean like just etymologically speaking you know the, the the linguistics and the similarities but again like you're saying how you know the sky fathers the the earth mothers those those are aesthetics and those are uh builds of of the sacred or of the divine that we see across all places in the world um and it 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 you know, when we get, when we talk about how, you know, I think a lot of pagans, you know, no matter where you go in the world and, and whether they're Germanic pagans or Celtic pagans or Hellenistic or whatever, you know, I, I think the, the, the adoration, the appreciation, the veneration of, of nature, uh, we're all just kind of um, animistic pagans, yeah. you know, like you could, you, you know, whether you want to be Germanic or whatever, it's, you know, we we appreciate and we and we know that there are bigger things than just us that exist in the world around us and we don't feel so i don't know maybe 
obligated to to focus on the big gods and goddesses. You know, like they are important and and they deserve and uh you know the respect and the veneration that they uh, that we that we give them. But on the day to day stuff, you know, like we're we're connecting with spirits all around us that are literally right here with us, not not in some realm that we can't tangibly connect to. So I think that there's a, that's important to to remember as well. I, and for me, when I first became pagan, you know, because of the Christian baggage, right, because of being focused on, you know, one single God, you know, like I came into paganism thinking that I had to do the same thing with with the Germanic gods. You know, like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm going to be in trouble if I don't. And, and I so, see that quite, quite a lot, particularly in uh, American pagans, that they almost just supplant God and Jesus with pagan gods and elevate them right up there to the same status uh, and level of um, devotion. And, I, you know, I, I would never say to anyone that, that they're doing it wrong. But for me, that's that's not fair. They're on our level. They're in everything that we do and experience They're around us all the time they're in the trees the earth you know they, they influence mm. everything um they're not something that we're trying to aspire to up there in mm. the next line you know um they're, they're a part of this life that's interesting how you bring that up the that it's that it's specifically in uh american heathenry or american pagans and i did want to bring that up because i've you know again speaking to different people from across the world the perception of heathenry in north america from largely from what I've seen, it's it, it's it's almost like they uh, that we're getting I don't say laughed at, but we the perception from places like the UK or other other areas in Europe and where where this all sort of originated from, they you know the people are like, what are you guys doing over there, man? Like why? <laughs> and I don't know if that's just you know, yeah. It's- us picking up on the the christianity aspect of things and 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 it's a skewed view of it or or, or what but it's interesting that you bring that up yeah yeah it's, it's certainly something i experienced more from the the, the, the states than the people I, I talk to anywhere else and it probably is that that um sort of hard line mm. christian upbringing that, that is more prevalent there than perhaps it is in other places I, I don't know but like i said i would never say to anyone that they're doing it wrong the way i do mm-hmm. it is right I would never prescribe it to anybody else. Yeah. I think it's everyone to find their own relationship with the gods in their own their own way. You know, um, that's oh, yeah. the only I, I give to anyone, and I, I get asked quite a bit. You know, what should I do with this? Uh, this? Read, read the stories, just read it and understand who they are. And then get to know the characters, like you know, your own friends and family. Mm-hmm. And start reading in the world around you, and you know, find your own way from there. Yeah, I like how you said, you know, it's like with dealing with your friends and family, because I've had conversations with other people as well, and and some actually very recently. um, And you probably heard this type of thing that I'm about to say, where um, people feel like they are um, disconnected from the gods, or they feel like maybe I'm cursed by the gods because I did something wrong. And I'm like, don't think that's how this works. Um, and, And I and I use the analogy, I'm like, look, I'm best friends with certain people and i don't even talk to them every day and it's okay because they're doing their own thing so if you're not d- dealing with the gods every day that's kind of like i, I compare it, it it's very similar like you don't have to deal with the gods every single day in order to be close with the gods you might go a week without talking to your best friend but you're still your best they're still your best friend yes, you know um, will be the right thing to do faith can be uh, an emotional and spiritual um comfort and a, and, a, and a crutch for us can't it it's it, it difficult to what people turn to isn't it uh, and for some people that devoutness that everyday ritual will be the thing that gives them comfort yeah Whilst for some people, it might be right for some fat person in, in their time of life you know? yeah I, I i i think i was there at one point too and and uh I've, i'm not the same pagan now as i was even yesterday and certainly not last year or or seven years ago when i first discovered this things i was doing things differently back then that i am doing yeah that i'm doing right now you know it's 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 a it's a growth process it's it's like you know the tree that that is planted today is becomes a tree in 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 several years and then grows into something massive and different you know so it's 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 a growth process you're not going to be the same person pagan 
your faith is going to evolve. Your faith is going to grow too. Um, so I, I think, you know, when you're feeling those things in those moments, it's, it's, it's part of what you need to learn, um, yeah. for your journey, for your path. It's, it's, it's part of the learning process. It's part of the growth. But for sure. Uh, and carving the gods has been a massive learning experience for me. And I think, um, if this had never gone, um, the way that it did and become as big as it has, I would probably still be, I'll be sat there with Odin and Thor because they're my guys, you know, um, and not really explored much beyond that. Um, but when I got somebody messages me, could you make me a hell? Could you make me a Loki? I'm like, oh, well, I don't really know too much about them. So I'll go back, I'll read the story again, and then I'll start to think about how they relate to some of my life experience and some of the things I've seen in the world around me. Um, and then they start to become more alive to me. Um, and I get the respect and the understanding and the empathy for a yeah. new God. Um, so it's been really rewarding uh, in that unexpected way um, for me um, to have carved probably most of the pantheon of gods now um, and have met a lot of characters that I probably wouldn't have gone out of my way to, um, to identify with otherwise. Sounds almost like um, the carving for you um the the experience of putting blade to wood and and creating a personality creating a life basically uh is is a ritual in itself an ongoing ritual experience yeah it 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 absolutely is um spiritual whatever yeah 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 like like i say each one is a a reflection not only on their story how their story relates to me and like i say my own experiences uh, and situations um where i feel like what they represent has been present or has been a factor um and trying to put myself in their position in their stories and how i might have felt and why did they act the way they did um you, you get a real sort of empathy for the character and they, they become like a like a person you know you mm-hmm. get to know them give them more life i think i feel like that's uh yeah, I've, I've, I've felt that way when I've made rune sets. Um, it's again, it's not just, oh, you want a rune set, you know, and then I go through the, the mechanics of it all. And here's your rune set, right? It's it's entering like a headspace. It's it's putting yourself and separating yourself from, you know, the normal routines of, of the day to day and stepping into a, a headspace um, that allows you to really focus on the purpose behind this you know why why did somebody reach out to me instead of just you know buy something off of amazon that's been mass produced you yeah. know obviously that it speaks to them to the point and it's important to them so now let me put that in energy and put that focus into what i'm doing and then the learning of of and studying of the runes i mean that's a whole topic in and of itself similarly with you and the gods like when you're carving odin's eye or or you know, making a, a a clear distinction between the two sides of hell's face, you know, or whatever the 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 strength of Thor and how that's gonna, I guess, become something into into, into the carving. Like I don't know, just it's it's such a connecting experience. It's it's more than it, just it doing it. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's hard to put into words. Sometimes um, it, it, it's very. Um... You, yeah, you, you've you've had some re- actually really neat stories um, with things that have happened, like when you make a mistake or you you cut a little bit too much out of of it, you know, um, and and how it either either becomes part of the the uniqueness of that piece or how it's you know sacrificed into the fire or whatever. I mean, can you talk yeah. a little bit about those types of things too, and and maybe give the audience some insight as to yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't always go go right. When I started out, I meticulously planned my piece, uh, would sketch it and sketch it again and sketch it onto the wood uh, and go. I've done them so, so long now. Um, it's more intuitive. I just pick up a piece of wood. It's right, okay, you're Thor, right? Listen, and just go through that whole thing of when Thor's been present in my life, his stories, what he represents, uh, and he will start to come out. Um, <clears throat> 99% of the time it goes right because I've been doing it a long time now and the more you do something the better you get it every now and then it will go wrong and um, sometimes it will be a, a happy accident um, 
Mm. Normally with Loki, funny. There'll be a slip or something. You just go a little bit wrong, and actually, actually, that's brought him more alive. That's widened his smile or whatever. And it's you know, uh, it's it's added something to the piece. Um, but you know, sometimes it's um, it isn't good enough, and they have to be good enough. Everything that we use here is the absolute best that I can do. And if it isn't good enough, it will go in the fire because I just I, I, I won't put it out there. Um, it's too important for what it represents. The you know the relationship the person is going to have with it. Um, but also as a reflection of me, if I'm putting out stuff that I don't think is good enough, what does that say about me as a person? Mm. You know, and I, yeah, I, I would rather throw it away um, and start again than, than do that because I think at the end of the day, reputation is all we've got, isn't it, really, in this world? Um, yeah, we don't. We, that's the thing that that does not ever die. Yeah, you know the reputation of of a well one well earned, or however it says in the Hall of Mall, Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do. I have, I have some funny um, little, um, you probably call them coincidences, uh, I like to call them sort of synchronicities, where uh, I think the first time I carved Scardi, um, she was one I'd never really knew much about. She's become one of my favourites since um, I finished carving her. I was really happy with her, sat down to photograph on a table. It was a bit of an overcast day. Um, the moment I sat her down and got my phone out to take a photo, this hailstorm just bolted out of nowhere uh, and just pelted the, the, the table she was on into big white hailstones. Um, I managed to get a couple of pictures and then it was gone. Hmm. <laughs> uh, the sun was out and it, the, the ice was melting and it was just gone. <clears throat> but what, you know, what are the chances yeah. uh, that, that in that instant it decided to do that? Um, but, you know, I've, I've had a few, a few little things like that. Um, we had a double rainbow out here when I finished carving Heimdall. And again, sitting down to photo, uh, my daughter was out here with me. Uh, I said, look, rainbow. And I looked up and there was a, not just one rainbow, but a double rainbow. <laughs> wow. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, things like that are, are cool, you know. Um, and you know, I, I don't think I believe in magic in the sense of pulling rabbits out of hats. But I think um, there are lots of things that... that that are magic is the synchronicities, the interconnectedness of things. I think yeah. magic is, is ultimately being able to change consciousness or perception through an external influence. So a, a blog post is, is a piece of magic because someone on their way to work in the morning walks past their Odin blog post and puts them in a different state of mind for that day. That's, that's magic, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, they see a, a crow at the bus stop waiting for the bus to go to work. They think it's a raven, only to work, and it's changed the way they go into that meeting that morning. That's magic, you know. Um, yep. External influences altering our behaviours, I guess, um, are what I consider magic to be. Not putting rabbits yeah. out. Yeah, I, 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 I'm 100% with you on that. Um, and the application of magic uh we we are we workers of magic in in so many ways that we don't even think about you know what i mean like you're saying like the um the influences that we can have on the those external factors like we 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 are tied into this web um and and the way we interact and what we do i mean it's 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 constantly changing it's constantly shifting and so we we have a very powerful place in the universe and what we do or don't do shapes that that web um yeah it's it's constantly butterflies wings isn't it you know it's it's, mm-hmm. that thing, it's the concept of weird where all things are are connected um i mean yeah i i've got um room sets 30 years i've only ever carved four room sets because i find it frankly exhausting to do um but i very rarely consult them now what i tend to do instead i'll sit out here with my god posts in front of the fire if i've got a question or a quandary or something that i want to mull over um i will sit with them by the fire and one of them will stand out in in some way um the fire will catch an eye or um just the way that one is turned slightly towards another one will grab my attention um and and it, kind of works in the same way that rooms do i think it's a psychological thing i'm you know my subconscious is looking for an answer and there it is that's it that little thing tells mm. me what, what what i need to know do you, do you understand I don't know if I yeah 
Yeah, no, I, de I, de I definitely get it. And uh, like divination or, or tools to use for divination, um, it, again, it, it's always like just this, why, why, why are you like, why are you here? What are you asking? What are you looking for? And I think we all have that um, desire to, to get answers. And so where we seek those answers from uh, should be what feels right for us. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be like, let me go consult in the runes or let me go talk to a, you know, a rune reader or tarot or, or bones or, you know, whatever. Some people are just going to like you, you know, just sit in the audience of the gods, go, 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 go out into the woods, sit under a tree, sit in the river, uh, go into the ocean, whatever, you know, can connect. And then there's your answers. Your things come to you in that way. Cause you're, that's what feels better. That's what feels best. That's what feels right. That's what works for you. Yeah. And that's it. You know, I don't think it's a matter of these things that are reaching into the ether and predicting the future for us. So I think the answers are in us. We know the answers. We just need that prompt, that thing that connects with our subconscious. And goes, ah, there mm -hmm. it is. That's it. And it, and it opens up a, a new um, avenue of thought or, or, or whatever. Um, and it's yeah. on the, the, like, the honest friend quite often. It's not the answer you wanted. It's the one you've closed the door on because you didn't want to consider it, but you're front, you're faced with it, and it's yeah, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know you're you you know, and I think a lot of times too, like when we're in those positions of asking questions, um, <clears throat> most of the time, like you say, you know, we know the answer already, but maybe we're just trying to get a get around it or find something that maybe doesn't make us feel so uncomfortable. Because sometimes you know the the, right, the answer, the right answer is the truth and the truth sometimes is it's tough to swallow yeah. um but you got to face the music you gotta you gotta you know deal with the the the, the hand that's dealt to you and uh, make the best of it it's yeah yeah for sure so chris um while we well before i wrap things up i am gonna uh, ask you to just let everybody know um where you can be found how they can support you i know you've got the good near uh, God post Facebook page. What else do you have going on? How else can people find you and support you? So, so Gungnir God post is it's on Facebook, uh, it's on Instagram, uh, and I'm on Patreon. Patreon at the moment is the only way that people can commission pieces from me. Um, going back right to the start of our conversation, I'm in this position where the demand for what I could create far outstrips my capacity to create it. And, I started out on a Sunday. I would just release two commission slots and the first two people to grab and grab them. Um, and it, it just wasn't fair. Um, so by doing it this way, um, people can support me. See, for like a pound, a dollar fifty a month is, is you know, the, the minimum amount. Um, it just helps me to sort of build for the future a little. Uh, and it just na narrows the, the kind of pool of people that I create for at the moment. I put some content on there. A lot of the stuff we've talked about today, some articles, thoughts and reflections. Um, and there's like a nice little Discord community on there where patrons get together and share their own sort of thoughts and experiences. Um, so that's it. Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. Um, any support at all whether it's material uh, spiritual you know just the, i mean the following that i've got uh, on social media is you know it's really sort of wow it's it's amazing it's it's fantastic really to to know that i've reached that many people uh, yeah. who um who identify with, with what i do it's yeah it's incredible really so thanks that's that that's great yeah so i'm gonna you know make sure everybody knows that, that that's where they can follow you those links are annotated down in the description and the show notes of the podcast so for everybody listening and watching today make sure that you uh check those areas out and follow what chris does on the on the various platforms and support him in any way that you can um and and thank you very much chris before before you jump off of here just stand by so that i can bid everybody else adieu <laughs> um but it has been a wonderful conversation i've had a, a really fun time talking with you today and thank you for sharing so much of of what you do and and your past and your life with not just me but with everybody here and i hope that um you've had a good time and um sharing that those 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 bits of, of information with us yeah so thank you thanks thanks so much for having me jesse it's, it's been great it's been really great to sort of uh, to talk to you face to face and, and you know to, to share some of those things it's, it's been brilliant so thanks for having me yeah it's been wonderful and i mean you never know, right? Hopefully uh, things happen one day where I'm able to to make it across the pond. And if I'm ever thinking of doing that, I'm going to definitely reach out to you and, and 
uh, meet actually personally face to face. I, I never take anything for granted and say, well, it'll never happen. I mean, it's people do this every day. So I would love to shake your hand, meet you in person, maybe share an ale or, or uh, you know, horn of meat or whatever it is that you partake of coffee even doesn't matter. Just, yeah, it would be great. So hopefully that happens for us one day. Yeah. Cheers, Jesse. Yeah. All right, everybody, before uh, we leave, make sure again that you are following uh, Gungnir God posts in all of the ways that you can. Uh, be sure to also like, follow, share, and subscribe to the uh, Random Heathen Ramblings podcast on Midgard Musings. Uh, all the ways that you can do that, check the link tree link in the description for all the ways that you can support what I do here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And until we all talk again, may the gods continue to notice you and may your ancestors smile upon you.